The Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook by using promo code RTRS and brought to you by Big Barker Therapeutic Dog Beds. Get yours for your dog at bigbarker.com slash Ricky Cornblow and Cornblow, the official law firm of the process. L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers, home of the 12 deals of Christmas where rights to Ricky Sanchez listeners go and get engaged and kinetic skateboarding, get 9.1% off your first order with promo code Dave Silver. Only the Sixers could beat the LeBron and Anthony Davis led Lakers at home by double digits and piss everybody off. God bless them. We love them. Uh, We will talk about that as well as we have a a stacked voicemail and email bag from, from that game as well. So I did mention kinetic skateboarding. Christmas time is a great time for kinetic, whether it is sneakers you can't get anywhere else, some, some jackets or hoodies for the winter, or not just skateboards, but snowboarding everything from the gear to the actual snowboards. And from now through Christmas, if you buy a new snowboard at kinetic skateboarding, Yes, you will get free tunes for the life of the board. Never pay for another tune up on that board. So kineticskateboarding.com, use code Dave Silver for 9.1% off your first order. And we got a request from Gabrielle to wish her boyfriend, Matt, a very Merry Christmas. She actually asked, God bless her, if her boyfriend, Matt, could co-host the pod as a gift. I did tell her no. But I did say we would wish a Merry Christmas. Gabrielle says... Her wish is for her to stop yell is for him to stop yelling at the TV every minute of every Sixers game, even when there's plenty of time left in the game for them to win. Mm. But she does appreciate the long car rides with this pod, and she does appreciate the relationship advice segments. Wow, yeah, the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah, so Merry Christmas, Matt, from Merry Gabrielle. Christmas, Maybe and one to all a good night. That's and it to, for us. And to all a good night. Without any further ado, Amos and the Chef. Welcome to the Rice Ricky Sanchez podcast. I'm Spike Eskin, along with a guy whose request for seven straight wins from the Sixers may kill us all. That is one, Mike Levin. Nine. Oh, oh right. right. You extended it to nine. Right. Nine straight yep. wins. Right. Seven win out. Yeah. Seven at home must. And then yep. you got to be able to beat at least the Knicks and the Wizards off a, a bus trip. For sure. Well, here we are, Mike. I, one, so One and oh. One and oh since... since the gauntlet was laid down. 
I I was at the Devils game last night with my wife, so I watched the game this morning. Yeah, you're, I, just a, you're just a fan of the uh, Apollo Global Management. General. Yes, any team they own, if they buy a, a Premier League team, I'll go overseas. Anything they want. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's so loyalty. I did watch the game this morning, though I did see the tweets last night and got before I saw any of the tweets, I got a text from Clement from um, Stateside. And I, I assume it was during the meltdown and it was just like, fuck this team, I'm done. And I just started chuckling because <laughs> the night ended in a win. Let's, why don't we start with the, I think the most pressing issue just overall, we, we will talk about a lot of it, talk about, you know, uh, what's his name? Great game, uh, DeAnthony Melton, uh, Embiid's great game, yada, yada, yada. But those last really the last four minutes, particularly the last 30 seconds of the game, as the Sixers attempted maybe the worst loss I've seen since we started doing this and a loss that I don't know if certainly would have gotten Doc Rivers fired, but man, it would have caused some meetings. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it, I don't know what it's going to, what it, what it is going to take. Yeah. So do you... You don't usually like answering these questions, but but let me let me try it anyway. Okay, let's see what they are. The last thirty seconds, let's say, would you put the blame for that fucking just awful disgrace? I mean, awful disgrace, primarily on players themselves for lack of execution and sloppiness, the coach who sucks, or the general manager slash construction on the team that really has so few, um, especially with Maxi out, like not not really a lot of ball players who can handle the ball while being pressed. Um, but that wasn't even the issue. Well, they they were trying to throw the ball down the whole court a couple of times. I, that's what which I'm is a, which is a normal reaction to being pressed. Sometimes somebody leaks out. PG sure. Pressed a, has to catch that ball. That's why I'm asking. I'm, he was I'm asking. wide open. Like if, yeah. if if that was like a tight end, he would catch the ball. Any tight end would catch that ball. And he waited. I'm he just he let, allowed it to bounce for some reason, thinking that he would have a better chance of getting it closer I, to the sideline. I'm just asking um, questions. I don't think that this is, this certainly wasn't a ball handling issue. It wasn't like they were turning the ball over left and right. It was this, this team, Harden and Embiid specifically, and, the, and Doc, which who it always comes back to, is just wants to take the foot off the gas so much. Mm-hmm. Is just begging all the time. Can I please take my foot off the gas? Can I please relax? Can I please stop focusing or being precise? They're just dying to do it. They're they're in ready to get in prevent offense at any at any point. Begging for it. And so anytime they get out to a big lead over the years, it has been, maybe it's the jersey. Maybe it's the the, the uh, temperature in the Wells Fargo Center. There is one specific player who has been there the whole time, though. They yeah. just want to raise it. You no, know? for sure. Yeah. It's frustrating. It is a frustrating yeah. thing that they're just like always dying to do that. And so they start slowing down. They start just playing on their heels. They start trying to like run clock. And it just doesn't look good. And... Really, yeah, Doc calling a timeout, so allowing them to set their defense was just deeply 
like simple, what a like simple thing. Like I'm going to, I'm going to, it's just, I'm going to fucking call, arrange the best play, the best out of inbounds play. Your guys have never been able to get the ball in ever. And you're just like, let's, let's allow the defense to get set. And a bunch of times where Embiid, yeah, PJ Tucker's got to catch that. Embiid has to be fucking more physical and grab the goddamn motherfucking ball, dude. Don't fall down on an inbounds play at the end of the game. They're not going to call it. Just don't, don't be trying to sell the foul on an inbounds play. Just catch the ball. And he let him, he like tried to milk the foul. Like he got hit in the back of the head with like a steel chair. <laughs> and the ball hit him in the neck or something of the head. And they didn't call it. And then it was like an easy fucking, it was just like over and over again, those kinds of things. And uh, so I don't, I don't blame Daryl for that. Like, okay, you know, so like who, I, I got to so, get so the players yeah, okay. mainly right, and the doc okay. and doc some. Okay. So mostly, so the, okay, fair, 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 fair. I, I would, I would actually, I think we're on the same page. So, I keep coming back. I, I don't want to have this whole talk again, but you're they were up like nine with 30 seconds left. Yes. Just and like, it wasn't, it wasn't like it, it was the like, fuck out, man. And, and by the way, it wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't the, the Reggie Miller, you know, no f- fucking thing. It wasn't like three steal three steal. Like it was a no. comedy of errors in, and poor execution and, um, and to your point, like sort of a, a lack of effort, like a sloppiness, a lack of concentration. 100%. If we're if we're put, so like I just keep coming back to like these two guys. I it, it, this is why I I I I sort of don't want to. We went full doc earlier in the year, and I, I thought he deserved it, and I think he deserves criticism. But I just keep coming back to like those two guys. Embiid and Harden is just how do you allow that you're on the court you're like you do you know what I mean like we're, there's two guys who are on the court and the one guy who's you know 60 years old and can't even walk who's off the court and it's the guy who's the guys who's on the court who are just not pulling it together they're just there's not a, a, a leadership and a you just if, if they treated these situations with more seriousness, effort, and concentration, then the players who are around them would also do the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that. Just get the fucking ball in. Like, I don't know that it's that, ser- it's that serious as far as that goes. I think Doc is like run clock. I think Harden is like, let's slow it down. He thinks he's like the maestro that can artfully do the running clock thing. That but you know what's like, crazy is he can't. Like, I know, but he definitely yeah. can't. But I, they both had a good game outside of that. Like, mm. it, it, is the, it is the kind of thing where if this was one time, it's pretty easy to write off. But these kinds of things happen all the time. Constantly. Like, they happen all the time to, you know, the Sixers, to Embiid teams. Um, I don't think it would have happened if Maxi was there. It is like some level of uh, a pacifying feeling, but... Um, you know, the point that Matt Carey made on Twitter was like, you know, Harden and Embiid, the Harden minutes restriction thing is hilarious, by the way, like yeah. the other, like last week or a couple he of plays fucking ago. 40 minutes every game. Hey, he's got a minutes restriction. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but whatever it ends up being, I held, I stuck to it. 
just just know that it's dog. It's like it's it's dog. It's dog well, if he doesn't like, t- if he doesn't tell you what it is, then he can't be wrong. Oh, he can't correct. be lying. Right. He can't be wrong. Good yeah. job, doc. You've gamed the system. Figure yep. it out. Brilliant yep. mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but like they played forty six and forty seven minutes. It the point that Matt made was like it stands to reason that they are like playing too many minutes and the like fatigue of that in one game made them get sloppy. I'm not saying that's like the reason, but it's our, it's our reason. Uh, and be the first half of that game. The first, you know, I, I thought looked really bouncy and, and had some juice and, and mm-hmm. moved around. Couple well, dunks, couple, couple dunks, couple two handed dunks, which yep. I love. Mm-hmm. They're not, no one's blocking in a Joel and two handed dunk. So no. do it more often. So I'm glad I'm happy to hear that. Um, I was, I was, I was very happy to see that. Um, and, uh, and I thought Harden played, you know, relatively good, a lot better than he played in Houston. Um, it just, yeah, it's all of them. I think doc doesn't need to be playing these guys this much. He shouldn't be in a fucking December game. But also he's, he was like, they had a long layoff. It's fine. It's like, yeah, man, like, but that's not, this isn't the game to do it. Like you got to have some level of context to be like, we got, we can, we can play, a backup center more than three minutes at a time. And he gave, but uh, he, every time Embiid was off the court, they got fucking obliterated. For sure. There was you a know? lot of that. There was yeah. a lot of that. I mean, there was, that happened. There was a three minute stretch in the first quarter where, or the first half where they started hitting stuff. And Paul Reed made one mistake and doc pulled him. Like he just doesn't, he is dying to, to for an excuse, any excuse for, to take Paul Reed out of the game and put Trez in for no reason. And you got to demonstrate a level of trust with players in December that you can go like, okay, you fucked up. Let's talk about it. Let's call timeout. We're going to work on that. Like whatever. And not just yank them and be like, that's it. I'm putting my guy back in and I'm going to run his knees into the fucking ground. It's, it's so frustrating to see him make the same mistakes. And it's, and the players, like the lack of toughness of just like get the goddamn ball in catch the fucking ball and trend. like there's nobody around you pj what are you doing man pj looks hopeless on offense i'm 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 finding myself towards well he's got three years defense. left to fix it here two years two and a half um <laughs> it's just like he's just unwilling to shoot threes unless he's wide open and like literally no other skill just like it's not like matisse where he's like Wow, he can pop really in one way and be like, "Well, oh, that was that was a lucky play." Like, look, see that again. He just doesn't want to do anything. Like, yeah, he's I, Draymond without with like so much less of the offensive skill, like ninety percent less offensive skill. Someone in the chat is mentioning that he's probably not. Oh, the, he said there's zero chance PJ Tucker is healthy when the playoffs around with the mileage they're putting on him. I I think like I think he if he's not hurt already, we're in trouble. We're in big trouble because I I do think while he's, ne- he's never been point he's never been a point scorer but he's always been sort of like a, an effective ball mover corner three point shooter he had those weird little floaters against the Sixers last year in the the playoffs yeah. he, he hit them earlier in the season and, the, and maybe he yeah. gets back to that but like yeah. he's just wa- he's meandering around the court like just dying to set. All he wants to do is set an off ball screen so that like Tobias or Melton can shoot a three from the corner. That's all he wants. He wants to shoot. He wants to take. He wants to set a screen at, a ba- at the baseline so someone else can take a three. And he like, look, to his credit, 
gets a ton of offensive rebounds, get makes some hustle plays, like it's still been good on defense, all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. But like he you gotta give me something more offensively. That's why like Matisse, who we can talk about in a sec, like when he just had a couple dunks and just like had some burst out of those dunks, it was like if PJ was doing that, I, if he was at least like catching a lob here and there, like there was you don't have to be like running the offense through PJ Tucker, but he can't, he just can't, we can't play four on five out there with like somebody's like uncle who just like is setting physical screens and that's it. It's hard to do that in the NBA. Somebody's uncle shouldn't be playing. Wait a minute. We'll examine that in a second. You're, you're, uh, as Christmas rolls around, your dog should get a Christmas present. Now our dog rebel hates any sort of present. He runs away. He doesn't like opening things. He doesn't like cards. But uh, you do owe your dog a Christmas present. And the best Christmas present you could get your dog is a big barker. You're getting your dog a new bed. Who wouldn't like a new bed? But a bed that is engineered for him to be, him or her, to be happier and healthier. Bigbarker.com slash Ricky. Bigbarker.com slash Ricky. Hundreds of rights to Ricky Sanchez listeners have dogs who sleep on big barkers and those dogs are healthier than the dogs who do not. Dog beds simply aren't real beds unless it's a big barker, unless it's a big barker. See, your dog sleeps a lot and if you're sleeping on something that is not supportive, your joints gonna get worse. And dogs, just like humans, tons of joints everywhere. As you get older, those joints get creakier. You gotta sleep on a good bed. You gotta put your dog on a good bed, keep him healthier, keep her happy, happier, bigbarker.com slash Ricky. Big Barker was so sure about this that PenVet did a study on Big Barkers and found all of these things to be true. 17% improvement in joint function, a reduction in pain severity. All of these things are true. The Big Barker is also great looking, comes in different colors, headrest, no headrest, all different sizes from the Barker Jr., which is tiny to the giant one. Whoever your dog is, your dog will be happier and healthier sleeping on a Big Barker your only job as a dog owner. Bigbarker.com slash Ricky. There is a 10-year warranty. The bed is a little more expensive than regular dog beds, but it's going to last you forever. 10-year warranty or the foam, the foam doesn't flatten or they replace it for free. A one-year at-home trial. If you don't like it, they'll give you a free refund. They'll give you a full refund and pay for shipping. And handmade in the USA. Big Barker dog beds. Boat. <laughs> Before we get to, we have so many wonderful voicemails from last night. And I want to get to Melton and, uh, and Matisse, but I, I want to hit a, a couple of these here while we're talking about the game. 833 Lickface is the phone number. What's up, Spike, Mike, and CJ? Some win. I've never seen more of a reason to fire a coach than tonight. I almost want them to lose because they certainly should have and maybe would have done it tonight had they lost. I don't really care what happens to the playoffs anyway. They certainly wouldn't regret firing the guy. Maybe I'll care more when they fire him. Mike, do you think the Sixers would have been better off losing? Uh, I mean, I, I, a, f- a feeling I've had a million times <laughs> in my life in, with all teams that I root for. <laughs> um, no, I think they really needed a win. I thought I think they really, really needed a win. I needed this win more than I needed them to fire Doc Rivers, at least on this night. And it's mm. like... I don't know. I, I don't know what it's going to take for Daryl or for ownership to like feel it. Like it feels like ownership is very receptive to what the fans think. And every single tweet or Instagram is of the team is like covered in just like fire doc, fire doc, fire doc, fire doc. 
like yeah. Daryl, why are you at the like a Boston College for game, basketball game? Like fire, you should Doc. be firing Doc. You should be firing Doc right now. Uh, maybe you spend a little more time firing Doc and not watching prospects that you're not going to draft. You'd be in better shape. Um, so they seem receptive to that, but they're not haven't done it. And Daryl, I don't know. Doesn't seem like he really gives a shit about who the coach is generally that much. I don't know. He's just like whatever. The the players are going to play. I think the only reason not to, and again, not a coach guy, not a co- fire the coach advocate. The only reason not to fire the coach is if you don't think the Sixers can win the championship by doing it, and and you might as well just wait till the off season. It, it like I I I just I can't see a path forward with this fucking guy this year. I just don't. Maybe he doesn't see the right replacement out there. You know, I just, I don't know. It seems worth the, it seems worth the effort. If you think that there's a chance that the Sixers could turn around this year to fire him is, is. And how could you not? Right. How could you not think that they could at least turn it around some? It's not like nothing has changed. If your fucking championship quotient was what it was before the season. It should still be what it is now, theoretically. I don't know. To to me, like, the idea of, like, wait, I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. They must think he's a, a, a fine coach we, and, like, a pleasant guy to be around. I don't know. Wow. Doesn't it's, seem enough, so. it's just, like, enough already. Like, I, they're, they're home for seven games. Like, what a perfect time. Yeah, it's to, easier to, to move. There's practice time. Let them, like, let them have a christmas off he'll probably be have joined the broadcast by january yep like just kate, kate ala and glenn not that bro i'm in national broadcast oh. no leave, leave kate alone don't let don't make don't make kate sit with doc could you the, imagine if they they announced that not that they fired him but they've moved him to the broadcast it is so bizarre <laughs> that mark jackson still call like it's even years later it's bizarre that mark jackson calls warriors games Oh, you think? I think it's so bizarre. He's got to be able to do it to do his job. Well, at this point, well, he he sucks at his job. He's awful at it. Um, But like, he's just so unpleasant. And his unpleasant demeanor all the time around like this team that's like, yeah, I was coaching this team. They're generally generationally good. We didn't do that good of a job. And I'm going to, here's me weighing in on other stuff. <laughs> like, it's just like. He was, he was like, definitely like the Doug Collins of the Warriors if, the, if the Sixers had not fucked it all up. hundred percent. So before, before we. Why we get, are those coaches so on broadcasts? Doug, uh, Doc. Well, because they're not coaching. <laughs> but like some coaches just go away. Yeah. For a little. I think you, they, they like being around that, like I, not to they like being around basketball, I and guess, but they could run a camp or something. Yeah. They could go yell at their kids. You could do everything. You can yell at your kids and be on the broadcast. I know, but you could get, you could be away. <laughs> That's more. my dad. You can be less unpleasant. <laughs> okay. Less publicly unpleasant. <laughs> so before we get to, I want you to think about whether you want to talk about Melton or uh, Thibault first, but you did mention that Harden played well. Two things. I think Bet, at least better, better the two things about Harden one, uh, he, whether he plays well or not just seems to be whether the threes go in. I, I, that is what I'm, that's, that is my statement on Harden. If the threes go in, it seems like he played well. If they don't, he doesn't. He's, he is way more interested in getting people involved, like in the first quarter of the game than he is the rest of the game. Uh, that, that is a regular theme. But the other thing, and 
I actually texted Kyle Newbeck this morning to see if he saw what I saw and he, he, he didn't remember. So I, if anyone is, maybe you remember or anybody listening remembers, I don't think they ran in regulation. I think they ran fewer than three Harden and Bede pick and rolls. Like I, I actually don't remember one until the last two minutes of the game. And I, uh, it could have happened, but it, it is interesting that they both had good games and I don't remember a lot of action between the two of them. They both had a good, good game statistically and Embiid played really good defensively. I thought too, uh, strong, def- strong ish defensively. Um, I don't, I, I mean, I remember was, some, I remember more like pick and pops. Like Embiid, I don't think Embiid rolled at any point. Well, but even um, setting screens at all, I don't, I don't remember a lot of it. Like, I don't remember a lot of, let's put it this way. I don't remember a lot of two man game with Harden and Embiid. I don't. Yeah, there was a time, there was a time when, um, it was a shake Embiid pick and roll with Harden on the court mm-hmm. and Harden slid down to the corner. Um, and I was, it was just weird to see James Harden in like the near side corner and yeah. being like, oh, he's just standing there. He did shoot a couple of catch and shoots, which is, yeah. which is. Yeah. Rare. I mean, he, fin- he finished in, in the mid range a little bit. Like I, if he's going to. Yeah, he's not blown by people anymore, but he is still very strong. And so if he's going to do the thing where he like draws the contact on, you know, Austin Reeves or Lonnie Walker um, and goes up with it, like if he's hitting, if his touch inside is good and he can finish through contact, then that's like still a weapon rather than just like shoving the ball in somebody's chest and then like flailing upwards. Like if he's at least finishing through through that contact, I think it's like, okay, we're still, we still have something there rather than. You know, just Melton giving away and being bailed off. Melton their thought. Melton's awesome, man. Like, what a game. Like, he... he Defensively, it, it, by the way, too, as well as the the threes. This is just like the kind of... I loved. I love him. I love this player. I love this archetype. Like, Why would they trade him? I mean, they just have a lot of those guys. Memphis like, they have... Does. Memphis is just really, like, chock, chock full of them. And I think that they probably thought that there was a cap on on his jumper. Mm. Um, and they believed in, I guess, you know, Tyus Jones a little bit more as a backup point guard. And it's sort of like, how much are you going in there? But I, I don't know. I, I think he's such a Memphis guy and he's so helpful in any system. And the three has really, really improved. Like he, that is, he's, I think he's the first guy ever. One of the, I was, I'm listening to the Lakers broadcast. The only one I had. So, um, they said like at one point he's one of three players ever to have seven threes and, uh, yeah. or seven, seven threes and seven steals in the same game. Um, it's a crazy stat. I mean, like he's a very capable shooter. He shot eight of 12 from three last, last night. He's up to, uh, 39% from three on almost six attempts per game. Like that's legit. Absolutely um, legit. And some of those were, and he should have gotten credit. Uh, the, the one that, uh, was in the corner that barely left his hands. Uh, that they called um, uh, shot clock violation on. It was, you know, he's getting it off quick. I, and he had a couple of nice finishes around the rim. And the steals are great. Like, he's just, I love I love this kind of player. I love everything about him. Apparently, he's working through a ton of back pain, which is tough. I wouldn't mind giving him some time off because, again, it is December, the games that matter. Well, if you have, I don't know if Doc is aware of this. Give him a calendar. Are in, like, April, May, generally. If he has back pain, he should skip the whole season, then go on JJ Reddick's podcast and talk about it. Maybe, maybe this is the right move. There you the, go. The, the Anthony Melton and Danny Green might be the only two players in the last decade that we have coveted from other teams as like 
solid, like really good rotation player who can do this and that, who, when they get here, you're like, that's exactly what he, what I thought he was. And it's yeah. good. You know what I mean? Yeah. E- everyone else is the Josh Richardson, you know, uh, James Ennis, where he gets here and you're like, James oh. Ennis is fine. Let's look. He, <laughs> it wasn't like he was like on other teams and we're like, we got to get James. No, you're, you're right. You're right. Josh Richardson is, is the actual yeah. Josh Richardson is the example of that player who yeah. you get here and you're like, fuck, fuck. That's why yeah. they didn't want him. So, uh, the man, he's, he's just, he's, he's just, great he's just awesome. And he seems like a, like he's always smiling. He's like pleasant about like a guy that's just like that physical. And I, again, like the only guy I trust to go up and get a rebound. Um, just awesome. Just awesome. his old man awesome face kid. too. I think he's he younger than Thibault. Uh, no. Thibault, uh, they're about the same. They're both like 25, I think. But uh, Melton um, is 24. So I, I don't know. Wow. Um, so I have to say the, the Matisse Thibault baseline drive and dunk was the most unbelievable moment of the process. <laughs> the whole, the whole, the whole decade. <laughs> yeah. I think he, he later did some weird behind the back pass thing that sort of, I was like, ah, oh, okay, that feels better. But the, yeah. the baseline. That was almost really, really cool. That wasn't yes. his fault. That wasn't no. his fault, but the, the, his solution was, was pretty insane on that play. And it almost got to Corkmans. If Corkmans hadn't cut at that time, it, it might have been like a legendarily cool play. It's always he's always one step away from just making like a really really cool play. But yeah, the, the ball gets swung to him. Austin Reeves close out, and he just made a quick decision. And it's one dribble. That's all I'm asking. Like it's one, one dribble, dribble, and he's at the rim. And it was like, be be more athletic, dunk guy from the wing with like sudden athleticism. I've been saying Derek Jones Jr. for so long. And it's just like, that's all you got to be on offense is just like catch lobs, be available, get the ball up quick, dunk over people, through people before they get there. The good news is his calling card, which is dumb fucking fouls, showed its face in the it, last. This was tough. I mean, they. I think he was trying to foul on the catch. And with nine seconds left, Austin Reeves went right up with it, probably anticipating that that would happen a good three-point shooter a guy who would mm-hmm. kill this all game like eh. yeah no it's not yeah. a uh wasn't a good play yeah but it was a uh you see though it wasn't just like i'm gonna block this shot and i'm like gonna you know hit him with my body like it was like we are making it we were i was coached to do this if we can get it and he he misread it and Austin Reeves went up with it. Yeah, I mean, they should have lost that game. Like, they should have lost that game when Austin Reeves was, was I guess, trying to tie it. And then Anthony Davis short arms uh, two in a row uh, free throw misses that, that were tough. To, but it's better to be doing this after a win than it is after sure. a Sure. The best thing is complaining about a win. Yeah. It's fun. And they did, yeah. they did really roll over them in the, uh, in the, in the overtime. In the overtime. Period, which, yeah. is, which was good to see. Like, that was like a, okay, we fucked up. We played a pretty good game and then totally melted down and then like recovered enough to be like, this is not going to fucking happen, which is a good, a good sign. The Lakers did blow a couple of opportunities, but the Lakers also are, you know, not good. So, um, you know, they, they, you have to give them credit. You, you go to overtime, the Lakers hit what one basket in the last, one field goal in the entire overtime. And it was in the last 30 seconds of it anyway. So uh, we got an email. Uh, from Bryce, longtime listener of the pod here, just want to take a second to provide another awesome story about the only law firm that exists, Cornblow and Cornblow. 
not about how he helped me, but how he helped one of my best friends, Rob, who is a teacher. Rob was involved in an automobile accident several weeks ago, not his fault, has been driving a rental car while he waits on his car to be repaired. Rob is a true stand-up guy and took care of the car. Last week, the repairs were done on Rob's car. When he went to turn the keys into the rental company, they suddenly told him he had a cracked grill and other damage on the bottom of the vehicle. Rob was pretty confused because none of this happened. He... Bryce knew there was only one person Rob should call. That is Adam Kornblau. Not only did Adam immediately answer his call, but gave him a quick and easy legal advice how to handle the situation completely free of charge. Within hours, Rob handed the rental company a letter stating he would protest any bills and repairs to the car. And of course, they immediately dropped them. Just want to say a quick thank you to you guys and to Adam Kornblau for saving my friend a lot of money. That's great. Yeah. Kornblau and Kornblau. And and this is what's great about Cornball and Cornball, right? You, you call any other personal injury law firm and you're going to say, hey, I, I want some like free advice on the handle of this bullshit rental car thing. They tell you to go fuck yourself. Cornball won't because he is, he's part of us, one of us, the official law firm of the process. Now they do specialize in uh, what they are, personal injury law firm, specializing in medical malpractice, but any sort of advice legally you need, you go to Cornblow. And if you have been injured in an accident, hurt at work, tr- slip and fall, um, you know, anything, hurt in any way, and you think somebody else might be liable, you got to reach out to Cornblow. You got to reach out to Cornblow. The the other, as I mentioned, the other personal injury law firms you hear from, that you, they're just looking to refer you to somebody else. Cornblow and Cornblow, personal advice, personal um, partnership, Adam Cornblow. If you think you might have a case, give him a call or shoot him an email. It doesn't cost you anything. 215-576-7200. Ask for Adam. That is 215-576-7200. Ask for Adam or email cornblau at cornblau and cornblau.com. Cornblau and Cornblau, the official law firm of the process. Uh, anything else on the game before we move on? Um, I don't have anything else. Yeah, I mean, Embiid, Embiid was was very good. Mm-hmm. much of that game and i liked i like there's there's the occasional matchup that he'll be like taking very seriously and yep. you can feel him being downhill and that's and that's very cool anthony davis played very well for the last couple weeks yep i'm i'm not an anthony davis guy he has been very good and, and i think him especially when the shot is falling like he looks like a completely different player once no um, part of Embiid though once, once no, no part of Embiid. yep um but yeah he looked i mean joel he looked great that was a nice Tobias game. We didn't mention him at all. I thought it was just like, this is the like, we are, we are regular Tobias. We get the stuff. And Tobias, although, let's, let's credit where it's due, has been trying to dunk the fuck yes. out of the ball for the last couple weeks. And I'm liking it. And I'm liking it. And I'm respecting it. And it's cool. The first guy in the last decade to do that. Just, just who would want to dunk the fuck out of it? Well, we had a couple of process guys that sure. wanted to do it, but sure, sure, sure. Yeah, but meaningful players, you, we mm-hmm. we're just dying to have somebody dunk the ball hard, and yeah. I can't believe it's Tobias. It's actually it's, one of the most surprising things of all time. Shocking, yeah, shocking stuff. Uh, yeah, we're missing. You know, George Niang's been out for a couple of games. I think they can definitely. You can feel them missing his consistency off the bench. That's why Melton hitting as many threes as he did last night was was really big. Um, yeah, it should have been a good win. <laughs> it should have. It should have been a nice, good, like yes, Never. Uh, take, take a hot team. Let's sh- sh- shut them down at home and win by like fifteen and call it. And they and they uh, they refuse. They refuse to do it. The 
Spotify, question of the pod. If you're listening to our our uh, podcast on Spotify and you look right below the thing there, there's we can ask a question. You can give us uh, your feedback. Last pod was, what is your non-basketball hobby to avoid watching the Sixers? William says, I leave fun- funny voicemails on 833 Lickface that Spike decides aren't funny and never airs. Let Mike decide he's the comedy guy. Mm. From Kevin. Eating bologna sandwiches and jerking off, which is a Tony T. That's, that's Amos, yeah. Yeah. And, and then uh, I like this one a lot from West Coast Reject. I'm 17, so I'm playing baseball. It's <laughs> so, great. Just like all 17. 17 year olds. Yeah. Now, this Mike has put the responsibility of this on one producer, CJ. CJ, do you know what the question of the pod will be this week? What do we got? He just won't put himself on the fucking screen. <laughs> put yourself on the screen. He w- I don't like to get married to one idea. I, <laughs> okay. I take notes. I take notes while we're doing it, and at the end, I you'll put I, it in there. I weigh them all, and then I put it in at the end. Great. Okay. Though. And you will take chat suggestions, right, in Twitch and YouTube. Of course. Yeah, okay. He loves chat. I'm yeah. always tapped into the chat. Yeah, always tapped into the chat. Fucking love CJ. It's the CJ focused chat and the Sixers focused pod. How can you not? This week, December 15th happens when a bunch more players are likely to be traded. If you, or, and then there's a January date as well, or mm-hmm. available to be traded. Mm-hmm. If, if you were to guess, just sort of gut by trade deadline, do we see like minor tight move, mid tight move, or major tight move on the Sixers? Uh, my, my guess is no, no move. None at all. Not even like a, a Ferk and Thiebel for, you know, an expiring Trevor Ariza or something. You Trevor know. Ariza? Yeah, I don't know. Wouldn't surprise me if Trevor Ariza got traded again. <laughs> Trevor Ariza will be traded bit. long after he retires. Yeah, people still believing in it. I mean, any like 6'8 guy that went to UCLA that like looks as long as Trevor. So like, yeah. yeah, I think he still got it probably. Um, no, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I just don't. I don't think so. I would love for them to trade like... Trez would be cool to get him. Cut him. Yeah, just cut him. It'd be great also. Um, Yeah, it's not, I don't think, I just don't think that there's like a, I don't think the problem is like one specific bench spot. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. I feel like as far as playable guys go, I feel like they they are 12 12 deep in like helpful players. Yeah. I like sometimes I wish they ran more offense to get like Korkmaz on the move, but I like what he gives you when he in, in little bursts. He, he wasn't great last night. Um, Matisse think- is like a helpful loogie type defensive replacement. And if he's going to be doing dunk things all the time, then that changes the calculus for sure. I think shake has earned a spot in the rotation. Like the question that Mike, I brought this up when, when shake was playing, you know, more uh, a heavier role in the offense. But the question is like, are you trying to maximize on, Shake, he's expiring after this year. Are you are you going like we're not going to be able to sign him for what he's worth? He is less helpful or less necessary when Maxi and Harden are back. Do you go like let's try to get somebody that's you know maybe on a longer term deal, Shake plus something um, for somebody that could help a little bit more? But I think he's just like really helpful to this team in, in little spurts. And when when Harden or Maxi is is out, I think. Having him run the offense is, is certainly better than Melton run the, running the offense is sort of like an on-ball threat. But I don't he, know if they want to be proactive about that. I'm, I don't know. What do you think? 
I think we'll get a minor tinker, but my gut tells me that as we approach the trade deadline, it will probably be obvious that the team is not a contender and he will patiently wait until the offseason rather than unloading a pick or, or some asset that, that is, has any actual value would be my best guess. Unfortunately, though, as you're sort of mentioning that two of their value, valuable, for lack of a better word, assets being Shake Milton and Matisse Thibel are both, um, you know, expiring contracts. So if you're going to get, which is why I think, I don't know, maybe they get a minor tinker type deal is my guess. And that's it. The, the hard to stomach YouTube comment of the week, this came during the mailbag pod, which I, I actually, I rarely say this about our own podcast, but I found funny. I, I, I was having fun the entire time. It says, perfect pod guys literally start to end 10 of 10. The Vegas Mike song, a few great calls, being horny with your friends, and Spike saying, quote, a porn. So there you go. Um, the mailbag writes to Sanchez at gmail.com or 833-LICKFACE for voicemail. Scott in Utah says, this team is doomed. Maury failed, hardened his toast. They can't possibly expend him, so he's got to go extend him. Let's have some fucking fun. So he mentions a few trade ideas. Um, uh, wait, what is he saying that he wants there? Um, I don't see the Knicks trade. He doesn't say, I, I assume it's Harden. Um, Harden to the Knicks for Derek Rose, uh, uh, Isaiah Hardenstein, right? I'm saying mm -hmm. that correctly. Mm -hmm. uh, Cam Reddish. Um, no, the, I, I don't know what this trade is. This one's going <laughs> It sounds awful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lakers trade. Harden and Harris for Westbrook, Beverly, the 27 first and the 29 first. No. Clippers. Harden, Korkmaz, and Harrell for Norm Powell, Luke Kennard, Rocco, uh, and a 28 first. No. Uh, Wizards. Harden and Korkmaz. <laughs> these, these are bad. Harden and Korkmaz for Kyle Kuzma, Will Barton, Daniel Gafford, and a 24 number one. No. Bulls. Harden for DeRozan. Harden for DeRozan is interesting. Hmm. I... I, I don't think it changes like the true calculus of the team. I, I think there would be other, uh, and I, I do think it's possible that watching DeMar DeRozan every game would also make me want to punch myself in the dick. So I'm I not, I don't think so. He's, he's really no. turned himself into like an extremely efficient player at what he does. Hmm. Okay. Um, definitely doesn't, is going to take like one, three a game and like, isn't going to do much more, more in that area and it needs the ball to be effective, but he's a, Certainly a better defensive player than Harden. Um, it would it would empower Maxi more if you mm -hmm. believe in Shake more. Maybe they if they would do that and then like, yeah. I mean, Chicago's not going to do. It. it doesn't really make sense for Chicago to do it. But no, no, no. Um, just an interesting. It's an interesting like swap theory. Of, like, would what, they be better? What it would look like yeah, yeah. Eight three three Lickface is the uh, voicemail. Um, here we go. Hey guys, I just wanted to quick touch on Doc Rivers taking out Joel Embiid two minutes into the fourth quarter after that timeout when we went up by 16. I don't know why he always does this. Whenever we build up a big lead, or especially in the beginning of the fourth quarter, he loves to take out the starters and let the other team get a chance to get back in the game. How could Joel Embiid need a rest after the entire quarter break and a timeout? 
And then he sat for 90 seconds. Wouldn't you know what the lead disappeared into 11 to nine points within the next 30 seconds. And so we got a total of 90 seconds sitting on the bench. What a great rest. Like, give me a break, man. Leave him in the game, play another four minutes, push the lead to 25 points and let's end this thing. Let's blow him out. We can never bury teams. It's so frustrating. Feels like every Sixers game. Glad they got the win. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely can't bury teams. It's frustrating. And, and I, I wish that there was some feel of like, okay, let's, let's extend the lead now. And then it, for it to be over and not play him in like right. end crunch time. Minutes. I, I understand the logic there, but yep. at, at some point he's got to not be in the game. He's yeah. got to sit. Guy's got to guy's got to rest. We we don't want him playing as many minutes, and and he played forty seven last night. So that what's the minutes restriction, Doc? Like what's what's the secret minutes restriction? What's the number that you have written on your palm that you're not showing anybody else? <laughs> like you can't play him. You can't play him that many minutes. It's crazy. Right, Ricky Sanchez at gmail.com. This comes from Chris. Hi, Spike and Mike. Basketball overtime is five minutes. I know it's like yeah. Then they Harden played forty two, and then B played forty one minutes in regulation. Yeah, like that just can't. It cannot happen. Doc, if you if you were like, he's the one, if I don't know, maybe, did he say, did, did Daryl say it on this podcast about Trez? Like, Doc's the reason that we got yes, Montrez yes. Harrell. On this podcast. Yeah, on this podcast, he said it's, that. And yeah. it's like, okay, well, he said that. N- now it's like, you're the fucking reason we got this guy. Like, that. now it's a little bit more of a, a threat, an accusation. And so, like, he sucks. But, like, if you wanted him so bad... You've got to find a way to make it work so that you don't have to play Joel Embiid 41 minutes in regulation in December. And well, it's and just then, like he just doesn't, he's dying to not play B-ball Paul man. It's it's so frustrating. Like, how how am I still talking about this? How have we not put this to bed for well, now years? Like, what do we do? You just gotta work through some of the shit. There was a B-ball Paul reference on um Zach Lowe. When he had mm. uh, John Gavoni on talking about some, oh, Tari Eason, who is my guy, who I love, um, saying that the reason he fell was because, like, in the draft, or wasn't as, he didn't fall that far, but the reason why he wasn't as coveted as in the, in the lottery range, even though he certainly plays like he would be, was because he doesn't, can't remember plays. Is well, the, that's is the not book surprising. And then he's like, yeah, like Paul Reed. And so that was the, that was the, that was what Giveny said. Yeah. Um, not, not a shock. And it's like, what the fuck? What plays are this doctor? <laughs> what, what plays? Come on. What do we do? What, what plays? Show me a play. Show me the play that he doesn't remember. By, by the way, I would say that he has, at least offensively, when he is involved, over the last two weeks has looked like he remembers where to be better than he ever has in his entire career. Absolutely. A hundred percent. He missed an up and under last night. Should have gone in, but it was like a, the right play to make. It was a nice play. Just, just biff lay up. a lot of missed layups last night. Tobias missed one. Harden missed a wide open one. Those are some rough, some rough ones there, but uh, yeah, it's just like, God, dude, you can't, I can't believe we're still here. I can't believe we're still here. The I can't I cannot believe we're still here. With so, so as we talk about Ella Pavorsky, I have a, a quandary for you from an email. So Brett sent in an email, not me, different Brett, sent in an email about Pavorsky 
LL Pavorsky Jewelers sponsor. Mm-hmm. And I want to ask you, Brett says, long story short as possible, I've been engaged twice, married never. I reused the diamond the second time, only the diamond, not the ring, contrary to rumors and opinion of fiance too, that there was a regifting. Love it. I've considered doing this a third time if the right woman ever crosses my path again, just to see if perhaps there's a curse in doing this that I could break with the third and hopefully final successful attempt. After further consideration, I've decided that perhaps the most prudent and kind approach is to have LL reset the gem into an earring and propose to myself. Would this count as a Ricky- Propose to myself? Correct. Would this count as a Ricky slash process engagement? Very important in my decision-making process. Also would like to donate a big barker if someone adopts at some point, if that's a thing. As what I are you recently proposing lost, to yourself? As I recently lost my beloved dog and will likely need a year until adopting. I think because what he's trying to do is get rid of the curse on the gem mm-hmm. by doing it a third time. I, look, if you, if you, my position is if you go to LL with this stone, pay him to set it in a new ring, you count as an engagement ring LL. I think you count. I think you're on the list. If you get engaged. Can you legally get engaged to yourself? I don't think... Engaged to what? Yourself. No, I'm saying like proposing what? Like what is the prop, What is the proposal? Well, they... I mean... Like I, I'm proposing that, marriage is generally what it is. Well, if I'm proposing it's, like... It's, it's generally we, left pretty you know, vague as to what you're proposing. Have a nice weekend proposing. alone. People that just I don't know say that propose. that is, I think, specifically engage, engagement, mm. wedding engagement. I it's think vague, is what, it is. is what I would say. L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers, where you want to go if you want to engage, get engaged yourself or someone else. Over 300, right, Streaky Sanchez listeners have purchased engagement rings from L.L. And as Christmas comes, you want a deal on some jewelry? Yeah, you want a little deal? L.L. Pavorsky will take care of you. That's where you got to go. You got to go to LL. Look, you can go to the website, llpavorsky.com, or just make an appointment with him. He'll tell you what he's got. Uh, send him an email, lee at llpavorsky.com. Call 215-627-2252. And then you can make an appointment to visit if you'd like to go in there. 707 Walnut. Been there for over three decades. He is a gentleman. He is the longest term sponsor of the pod. And uh, and he'll sell you a ring, even if you want to propose something to yourself. Oh, and a supporter of our charities, Mama T's Community Fridge, uh, Providence Animal Center, L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers. Does not condone regifting, only fresh gifting. Uh, 833 Lickface is the number. What a despicable dog water, horse shit, cock fuck of a team. Harris can't walk and shoot gum at the same time. Harden can't even name all of his teammates. Bible would get picked third at a pickup game at my fucking local Y. PJ Tucker looking like Danny DeVito out there. We fucking blow. Danny DeVito. Yeah. I see it is the thing. I see it. I love Harden doesn't even know the name of all of his teammates, which is possible. Definitely possible. A lot of, a lot of big dog. Yeah. What's up, big dog? Yeah. Right, Ricky Sanchez at gmail.com. This comes from Chris. Hi, Spike and Mike. Basketball question. If you were starting an NBA team, which player would you rather have on your team? Prime James Harden or Prime Jimmy Butler? Good question. If I was starting. Starting an NBA team, which uh, one would you want to Yeah, I mean, it's tough. Prime James Harden is is a top two or three offensive player ever. Um, 
Jimmy plays defense. Yeah. There is I like defense. There is something about both of them that on Harden more than Butler, but more Butler more than you would think that some that might require the offense to revolve too much around either of them to win. I think is like that the it there are flaws in both. I think the right answer is probably Harden. He was just that good, but mm. I I think the me answer is probably Jimmy. I think shockingly, and this is what James Harden has done to me this year. I think I would take Butler. I think if you genuinely had an offensive player on the team more appropriate for the offense to run through than Butler, I think you could probably for a year or two make that work before Butler throws a wrench in it. I just, I can't see winning a championship with the ball going to James Harden on as great as he was. Man, I don't know. Maybe it's too far away from James Harden for me to make an accurate assessment yeah. too. You know? I think so. Uh, eight three three lick face. How about this one? You'll like this one. I think. I don't know what kind of a sick human being I am, but I'm scrolling on Twitter in bed and I see this amazing after timeout play that the Bucks just ran to put themselves up by one against the Mavericks. Ten seconds left. That gets Brooke Lopez, Lopez. wide open on an alley oop off the sideline, and I just can't help but imagine that Doc Rivers could never. We are the worst team in the NBA after timeout inbounds plays and inbounds plays in general. I mean, I swear it must have never come up in practice not one time. I cannot imagine because what is the coaching there? All right, James, what you're going to do is you're going to stand really close to your defender. You're going to push off of him. And we try and get you the ball, but you're never going to be open. So now we're scrambling. Oh, wait, that's five seconds. Turnover. And now here we go tonight. Joel Embiid is literally posting up Anthony Davis at halfway to midcourt. And we get a turnover and we almost lose the game because of it. There's no other basketball team in the world that doesn't have inbounds plays besides the 76ers. And we're a professional basketball team. Professional. One of the 32 best in the world, I might say. Maybe. Fire Doc Rivers. 32. Yeah. Uh, they, I don't have the numbers for me. Weirdly are not a, a bad ATO team. Uh, there are, on occasion, are plays that get drawn up that, that get good looks out of a timeout. What they never do is, in crunch time, when they need to inbound the ball, ever cleanly inbound the ball and then get into that set. This came from uh, our friend Chisholm Holland, uh, writes rickysanchez at gmail.com. What's up, Spike and Mike? I cover and talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder for an Oklahoma City sports radio station. I've talked about your podcast on the air before, and people know I'm a Philly guy. Associate me with the Sixers and the Eagles. I'm sending this message to show you a signed petition I got in my work email today from 135 listeners who want to per, who wanted me to personally thank you and the Sixers for Isaiah Joe following the recent games that in their eyes prove that he is, quote, a guy. I tried to attach a copy of the petition, but it's Google Doc and yada, yada, yada. And once I get it, I will send it your way for a good chuckle. Keep up, keep up the good work as always, and thanks. So we are getting petitions to thank us, which I, yeah, your thing about 
proposals. I don't think that's what a petition is <laughs> but, for. Uh, just a thank you note. I think it's nice. I yeah. it wasn't. I would not have given this gift uh, if I had my druthers. But uh, he is a guy. He's an NBA player. I to. It was more frustrating when they were like down a bunch of people. And I do think that he's he'd probably be more helpful to winning basketball than Korkmaz, as as much as I do love Korkmaz. Um, if he got more time, if Isaiah Joe got more time, but I don't think Isaiah Joe is like the answer on this team. Like we're yeah. one Isaiah Joe away from uh, being, you know, James Harden being uh, twenty eight again. <laughs> like that's I don't think that's going to do it. Just another guy who James Harden won't know his name on the team i guess Maybe. yeah i have a uh i have an update uh mm-hmm. this is coach a coach mike segment oh um the playoffs start on tuesday okay this coming tuesday how many teams four okay so where the, would you say the, that you're seated the, we're the two seed okay um one versus four is the f- first game and then we play two versus three and then if we win, we play the championship right after. Okay. And is it just a normal single elimination yeah. bracket? Okay. Yeah. Problem is, yeah. Uh, everybody's hurt on oh, the no. team. Our captain, so, I mean, has, our captain has COVID. Our point oh, no. guard just had pretty serious surgery. Sounds like you're making excuses. I'm telling you, listen, it's this, we're, we're becoming the Sixers. Our like, power forward center has plantar fasciitis. Oh, God. Um. Another girl had torn her ACL. She's been out for most of the season. One girl is on like sabbatical in Europe. You're going to need to step One in. One girl has a work holiday party that I'm like, can we not, can you skip the holiday party, please? I'm asking you to skip. We were down to, we're down to six players. So it's going to be Alyssa having to do some of those uh, Matisse dunks from the corner. Um, so we plan on Tuesday. I, maybe I'm Doc. Maybe I'm Doc and I, we play better with, with, you know, the, the you know, the hospital, the hospital team. A lot of people are saying you're on the hot seat. I might be. Yeah, I might be. Um, so we, you know, just wanted to give that update. It's uh it's you know, we're gonna fight. Another girl tore. Uh, thought she broke her finger last game. Turns out it was just a jam, so she's good to go. But, um, man, <laughs> wish I could play. I'm like, if enough people are hurt, I should be able to play, and I won't shoot. But like, let me just play defense. Let me play defense a little bit. If I if they come into my area by the, by where I pace, where I do my coaching pacing, I should be able to like at least <laughs> knock the ball away. So that's gonna be it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. But we're gonna battle and we're gonna fight. And I'm proud. I'm proud of my squad. I'm proud <laughs> of the team that we've had. So hopefully we can uh, make some magic happen in the playoffs on Tuesday. Quick last email and voicemail question. Uh, good luck to the team. By the way, we all we're all cheering for you. Um, writes Ricky Sanchez at gmail.com. Oh, by the way, the non-basketball question from Chris, from Chris, sauna or steam room? I tore my calf muscle the Sunday after Thanksgiving running a half marathon. I miss running and have been looking for a way to get a good sweat that won't tax my lower body or risk further injury from my leg. I turned to the sauna, spending 25 to 30 minutes in there listening to music after my workouts. It's been great so far. So you a sauna or steam room guy? I'm both. Ooh. I like to go one, run one right into the other. Wow, that's a lot of sweating. A lot of sweating. Um, I think I prefer if I had to pick one, I prefer a steam. I would I like see. I like feeling the sweat more. Mm, I prefer the sauna in that when I leave the steam room, I feel a little like when I leave the sauna, I feel like I'm like I've 
I've removed something that I don't want from my body. And I don't feel that way with a steam room. Now, we are not experts. I don't know physiologically what you should be doing, but I like the sauna better than the steam room. Unfortunately, my gym does not have a sauna. It does have a steam room. Uh, final question, 833-LICKFACE. Hey, Spike and Mike. Um, I guess this question really works for both of you. Uh, Non-basketball non question. Uh, Mike, because of your tummy problems. Spike, because of your veganism. I have a vegan wife um, and occasionally some uh, lactose intolerance on my own end. So I've sh shifted to using uh, non-dairy milks. My favorite is oat. Mm -hmm. It was a long process. Tried almond milk, cashew milk, banana milk, and oat milk. And oat milk ended up being the, the best one. Uh, banana milk is delicious, but same effect as dairy milk. Uh, oat milk, not delicious. Same effect as dairy milk. Don't know why. Cashew milk tastes pretty good, but is uh, definitely the the most fattening of all of them. Uh, so oat milk is where it's at. Doesn't really give me any tummy problems. It's great. Wanted to know where you guys stand on milk. Regular oat, almond, cashew, banana, or any other kinds of milks you got. Um, uh, Non-basketball <laughs> question, I'd like to shift over to the uh, de-aging and aging. Just age hard in five years, de-age, maxi, five years, start the process over, trade and bead. Uh, that's what we all used to be happy anyway. All right, guys, thanks, mm. bye. There Starting point guard is 15 years old. Yep. So, Mike, your milk rankings. I did, I've never heard of banana milk. I've never heard of banana milk either. Does it taste like bananas? I mean, like coconut milk only sort of tastes like coconut. It has like a, yeah. an aura of coconut. Uh, <laughs> I, I oat milk far and away Yeah, for, especially for coffee. I'd say, I'd say oat milk and cereal is kind of weird. It's a little um, thick for you. A little bit. So yeah. I, I would go almond milk for cereal. Um, never had any of the other nut milks. I uh, would co coconut milk is, is not that good. It's unfortunate. I want it to be good, but it's yeah, not. it's not. I little sunscreeny. I I agree with your assessment. Actually, one hundred percent. Yeah. I and then we, he didn't mention soy. No milk. discourse. No milk discourse on no. this podcast. Well, he didn't mention soy milk. I I don't think soy milk is bad. I don't dislike soy milk. I I actually think, like as far as taste, I would put soy milk right there with almond milk. Um, but I would just I don't know rather eat the milk from the almonds than from the soybeans. So that's just me, but oat milk, number one by far. So, mm. all right. Well, the Sixers play again, play the Hornets on Sunday night. And then there's two nights off, right? Eight more uh, wins to go. Yeah. What we do got, you think? We need think more new wins. We got, we got, we got Brittany Griner home. That's good. We got a, an ugly win last night, but a win nonetheless. Things are, things are looking up in the basketball world. For everybody and for us, generally, hmm. I'm feeling hmm. positive. Hmm. They're going to win eight in a row, eight more. So a total of nine. There's I, simply no chance they're going to win nine straight games. They must, my friend. It is. It is not. It is non-negotiable. It is not. It is not like a prediction that they will. It is a requirement that they must. <laughs> Well, that's fair. If you're saying it must happen, then it must happen. Yeah. All right. We will talk to you, what, Wednesday night? Wednesday night. Yep. Are you done with TTP? Yeah. You. No. Like this. 
If you don't fuck with me, then I, then I won't fuck with you. If you don't fuck with me, then I won't fuck with you. But if you fuck with me, I'm gonna fucking kill you!